Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Tuesday, May 16th, 2023, and this is episode 403 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's another Coffee with Brian. How's everybody doing this morning? I see the chat is busy, busy already. Uh, good morning, Ryan and James. The first two here every morning. Um Ryan, because he's an hour earlier than uh, everybody else, and James, because the guy doesn't sleep. So then I saw K-Bonk roll in. Good morning, K-Bonk. And uh, Mike Philippine Nomad, how we doing? How we doing? Um, K-Bonk's wondering if anybody's running itty-bitty tips on Brave. My pop-ups are linking to my wallet. My pop-ups are linking, I'm guessing, not linking to your wallet. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to dig into Josh's um, Josh's experiment there. Uh, is that what you were uh, referring to? His little browser-based uh, Noster interface that he put together uh, looks pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I just haven't had the bandwidth to um, to dive into stuff like that. I'm kind of kind of feeling my way through some stuff. I don't know. I've been really tired lately. I don't know if I'm getting sick. I don't know what's going on, but um, yeah, one of those things, one of those things. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, oh, not linking to his wallet. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to dig in on that. Maybe, um, maybe, um, maybe Josh will stop in here at some point and he'll be able to uh, let you know what's going on. But anyway, what are we drinking today? What's everybody got in their cup? I know James has probably got some uh, stale Folgers, um, but I am drinking some FTO blonde espresso. It is um, fantastic. It's uh, second day, second day, I think out of the bag. Still good. You can pick some up at food forest farms. If you'd like, you can always use uh, promo code LOTS5, that's L-O-T-S-5, to uh, pick up 5% off of uh, anything over at foodforestfarms.com. If you are uh, checking out the, the blog posts every day, I do link over to our um, our store portal on um, our store portal on Food Forest Farms every morning and uh, list out what I what I'm drinking and also uh, a whole bunch of stuff. So if you haven't checked out the blog post for the for the episode every day, please do, please do. Uh, Ryan has been kind enough to start, um, have been, um, Ryan's been kind enough this, the end of last week and the beginning of the week, this week he's starting inserting the wiki links for each of the history segments, um, bullet points. And so if you hear something, or you hear something you're not sure what the hell I just said and you're just curious, um, hit that blog post up, scroll all the way to the bottom or just click the link. I uh, internally link the, the top part where I say uh, this this day in history. Um, you can click that, it'll scroll you right down to the history segment and uh, pop through there and see what you wanna find out. See what you wanna find out. Uh, good morning, Robin, how you doing? Uh, listening, busy today, everybody's busy. Busy, busy, busy. Morning, Kyle, back with Butcher stopping in. Um, gingerbread farm says the fed is slacking this morning. Yeah. Fed is slacking. 
Um, he does have a dial down on my internet, though. Uh, I pulled up my app, my Starlink app, and um, I think the trees have filled in a little bit more than they were when we got here because now I have a partial obstruction, um, and it's a saying I should expect uh, interruptions every 12 minutes. So, interesting, interesting. I don't know where the Fed is this morning. He's uh, probably in bed sleeping late. We were uh, we were trashing on uh, iPhone users pretty hard last night on Noster because they were all they all, all had their uh, they were all wet in their pants because they got one tap zaps um, like it was uh, the new dawning of a new revolution in uh, Noster and zapping. Um, problem is Amethyst been doing it for like a month now. So. Woo-hoo. <laughs> easy pickings, easy pickings when uh, when iPhone users get excited about products that have been out for a long time. So I don't know. I, I do bust balls quite a bit about iPhones and Androids and all that. I do um, the one thing, the one thing that I can say iPhone has going for them is FaceTime. And uh, that is something I used quite a bit in my previous role. Uh, they forced us all to use iPhones. And I know there is alternatives on Android, but it just is easy. Um, it's easy on Apple. And that's what Apple is. And that's what it's designed to be. It's just fucking easy. Um, yeah, I'll save that for another day. But anyway, FaceTime works. I do have to give credit where it's credit's due. FaceTime is about the one thing that uh, was convenient with the iPhone. So it is what it is. It is what it is. So hope everybody's doing well this morning. Um, I think we have a pretty good mix of uh, Android and Apple. Um, Gingerbread Farm says when it comes out on iPhone, it actually works. Um, I don't know. My OneTap Zap's been working uh, just fine since uh, since Vitor uh, released it. He uh, he seems to do pretty, pretty much anything he wants because it's not locked down um, completely by the phone manufacturer. Android's more um, open. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's get into that perfect cup question of the day. Now we're here at uh, almost seven minutes, and um, yeah, then we'll follow it up in with that history segment, and then get into the item, the uh, topics of the day. All right, everyone, it's time for the seventy seventh edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat. T.me slash lots chat. Every day I ask a question and circle around and find the answers, pile them all up, take a look at them, and bring them to you the following morning with my thoughts and commentary along the way. Um I posted across social media, and uh, if you want to leave a comment or dive in, uh, definitely do it there, or the easiest way is to join the Telegram group and find the question every day and answer right right there. The perfect cup question of the day today is, would you rather be worried and awake or joyful and asleep? Would you rather be worried and awake or joyful and asleep and this is this is a tough question this is a tough question you'll see in the answers uh there was a little bit of pushback from my crowd which was kind of expected when i posted the question um i don't know if this is necessarily a black and white answer uh, a or b um type of thing i think the general sentiment was 
Uh, would you still take the red pill if you knew what it was going to do to you? If you knew you couldn't go back, uh, I think is is the more of the sentiment. But the question is what it is. I, I take them from other places and I just repurpose them here. And so we'll go with it. We'll go with it. I threw that out there yesterday and got uh, some decent response on Telegram. Rest of the socials, I appreciate James dropping in on Facebook. I have uh, his answer from both locations. Um, not a lot of pull anywhere else. Uh, I think it might have been the question itself. But anyway, Telegram filled up with answers. First one was from Chris Dixon. He says, I feel these are presented as levels of consciousness, so I have no choice. I think being all of them at certain times makes up the whole. And I think that's true um, for the majority of the people. Um, I think the majority of the people um, go through stages of holy shit. Uh, but there is a large amount of people still out there that um, to the day they go in the dirt are just oblivious to the fact that the world isn't as they really see it. Um, in my opinion, in my opinion, so... Uh, Josh, the Renegade Butcher says, I mean, if I had to pick one, I guess asleep. <laughs> Why should I be worried? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. You really, uh, I found along the way, I really didn't have a choice. It just, it happened. And then I went, son of a bitch. Now what? <laughs> uh, James, uh, he answered over in the Telegram group and then again over on Facebook. He says, there's a reason I don't sleep. My sleep is more terrifying than being awake. So I guess the question doesn't apply. But I would not take the blue pill. I wonder if the blue pill would be instant death. Um, yeah, I don't know if we were really talking about actual sleep, James. I don't, I don't think... I don't think we were talking about um, physically being asleep. I think it was more mentally being asleep. Scrambling says, worried and awake. That's why they make weed. Um, Aaron from Two Chicks Homestead, I, uh, I was definitely uh, prepared for this answer. She said, worried and awake because then at least I know I can see what's coming. Uh, we all know Aaron and we tease her a little bit about being very, 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 um, very uh, worried <laughs> on a regular basis. But we all love her and we support her in her endeavors to worry um, a lot. <laughs> Golden Crickets says, I need a little rest, like maybe two months or so, but it is, if it, it if it's forever, awake has to be the choice. And that's, um, that's kind of where I've been over the years is like, can I just shut it off for a little bit? Can I shut it off? And I've learned to, um, I've really learned, and, and Sean, um, I don't think Sean ever answered the question directly, Sean over in the group, but he was talking about um, there's a difference between being aware and worrying, um, being aware of something and worrying about it. Uh, and I think that's where you have to get. Otherwise, you're going to end up, um, yeah, giving yourself a heart attack over over nothing, really. But it, it, at some points, it would be really nice to just disappear and forget. I think that's a lot of what um, Texas this winter did. We were out in a field, like, no, what what could affect us there? 
Um, and if everything went sideways and went to shit, like we didn't know if the power went out, we didn't know anything like that. Uh, we were just kind of away for a few months. It was a little bit of a reprieve, a little bit of a break, but um, definitely, um, definitely back into reality once you start moving around and inter- interacting with people. So uh, Carson said, if I have to choose between worried or joyful, then I'll pick joyful. But if the awake and worried can lead to awake and joyful because of preparing, then that. Yeah, see, these 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 guys, um, they dig in. They dig in. They uh, they they manipulate the question. Um, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I think I think uh, waking up and then doing something about it uh, as much as you can and realizing there is only so much you can do about it really um, really says a lot. Um, I think the people that get stuck in the worrying. And then don't move on and realize that a lot of it shouldn't worry about. Uh, A lot of it should, but a lot of it shouldn't um, really do themselves a disservice. Um, Blueberry, (laughs) Blueberry, Texas says, I don't accept your opinions or I don't accept your options. Excuse me. I don't accept your options. I choose to be awake, aware and happy while trying to move forward and being prepared. I will live outside your system. Touche. Touche, Barry. <laughs> Blueberry. <laughs> oh, Kyle says, well, seeing as I'm constantly worried and awake and hate to sleep, I'll probably go with that. And then I see an addendum over here in the, the chat as we're going. Um, he says, I just understood that there was a higher meaning to the question. <laughs> he says, my answer that I gave still applies, though. I'd rather be terrified but be the one with my hands on the wheel rather than let someone else tell me everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the general sentiment is we all want to know what's going on. We don't want to be in the dark. Um, But then you got to contemplate and you have to wonder, uh, I'm going to say that till after uh, Mike's answer here, Philippine nomad says uh, worry is no way to live life. Um, no matter the outcome, joyful bliss, even if uh, even if I would be ignorant and naive. And that's what I'm wondering. Like we all as people that have kind of opened our eyes, if you're watching this, if you're watching or listening to this and you haven't become aware that there's some fucked up shit in this world, um, I don't know what you've been, you've been wasting your time listening to me because that's pretty much what we talk about. Um, but you can't know what you don't know. So you can't, I can't say, oh, it'd be better if I was just blind to the world. I see some pretty, um, pretty oblivious, happy fuckers out there. I'll tell you. And with two butchers in here and a bunch of people that homestead and do things like that. I'm curious. Um, I'm curious if it's like um, butcher or slaughtering an animal. And the whole the whole theory of my animals always had a wonderful life and a bad second or one bad day or, you know, the whole term just changes. But do you want to just be eating grass 
living your life, no worries whatsoever, not being productive in any particular way, just a cog in the wheel. And then boom, it's gone. It's done. Like you didn't even know. Or are you always trying to get out of the fence? Are you always trying to um, make something better? I don't know. I don't know. See what else is over here. Um, Gingerbread. Let's see. Gingerbread says, I don't have the bandwidth to worry about shit I can't control. I have so much falling apart right now. I have to focus on the biggest fire in front of me. I don't have time to worry about what Biden and the black chick are doing. (laughs) Oh, if you missed it last week, that was another one of my favorite quotes from my wife. Who can honestly say she is definitely checked out <coughs> when I asked her about the president's wife <laughs> and she, she wasn't sure she wasn't sure. And I appreciate it more than uh, you would ever believe. Uh, people probably think I'm making fun of her for that. Um, I actually, I actually appreciate the fact that she can be that switched off. It's, it's great. It's great. Uh, Backwoods Butcher says, like Joel Salatin says, it's one bad day. Yeah, yeah, but and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Philippine Nomad says he wants to take the purple one. Um, he can't decide. He wants to take the purple pill. Hey, join Noster. It's purple. It's purple. Anyway, guys, it's been about 10 minutes here. Let's uh, wrap this up. We hit all the questions. I think our uh, answers, I think they were all um, pretty much in the same line of, hey, we know what we know and we're dealing with it. I think that would be more of a uh, people that are just kind of waking up question. Uh, Hey, do you want to go back to sleep? Then stop pulling the string, man. Just stop pulling. You ever stand there and wonder? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, if you enjoy The Perfect Cup, be sure to subscribe over there on uh, Spotify or check it out during the the main show every day. It's usually about five to eight minutes in, goes for 10 minutes or so, uh, depending on the the quantity and quality of the answers. And you can also check out theperfectcup.shop where you can find all your premium air roasted coffee needs and uh, coffee, mugs, t-shirts, all sorts of stuff. Theperfectcup.shop, theperfectcup.shop where you get your perfect cup. This has been another episode of the Perfect Cup Question. Be sure to look out for that question for tomorrow all over socials or join the Telegram group. Been a great episode again, and now back to the main show. Well, that was awkward. I got to stop trying to read while I'm uh, while I'm trying to say other things. That, uh, that would help the flow of what I'm saying if, uh, if I stopped trying to contemplate thoughts in the middle of a sentence would be fantastic. But anyway, that was uh, another perfect cup question, guys. I appreciate all the, all the input in those that makes, uh, it makes talking about them way easier when I get uh, a variety of answers from a variety of different people. And uh, I appreciate all of that every day. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Philippine nomad says, uh, Sean had some great smoke grizzle on the rack. Yeah. Those ribs look fantastic. Uh, Sean over the group <laughs> posted a picture uh, in the middle of his morning and said, yeah, and I'm smoking ribs, so I have something to look forward to after work, and then uh, showed us the picture, and now I know why he was looking forward to them all day at uh, while he was working. So they look good, man. They look good for sure. <laughs> 
Uh, let's roll right into that history segment, and then we can roll back on to uh, the topics of the day. I appreciate uh, I appreciate Ryan putting together the history segment every day. And like I said, he's been throwing in links now. So uh, check out the blog post every day to find the links to find out more about these history nuggets that Ryan throws at us. Good morning, humans, and welcome to the post-Monday meeting. I don't think I've ever called Tuesday the post-Monday meeting. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. May 16th has a few nuggets to behold. Check it out. On this day in 1770, the 14-year-old Marie Antoinette marries 15-year-old Louise Auguste. Auguste, who later became the king of France. I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Pips notes, teen marriage rolls eyes. Am I right? Hope they made it work. Uh, I think uh, at that point in history, they were all teen marriages. <laughs> this day in 1988, my boy Nikola Tesla delivers a lecture describing the equipment which will allow efficient generation and use of alternating currents to transmit electric power over long distances. <sighs> Pips notes, time travel paradox, question of the day. Who would visit? Who would you visit with a modern recording device for an interview? Dudes like Tesla, no time paradox effect, but a today interview with anyone in the past. I'll even say a fluent translator is present anyway. I that's a great question. I've I've contemplated that, especially as uh, somebody that does interviews. Um, excuse me. Um, someone doing interviews. I've I've always wondered who I would interview if I had the chance to do anyone in history. And some of my answers are kind of messed up. I will I will definitely tell you that, but uh, we'll save that conversation for another day. Um, 1951, uh, May 16th, 1951, the first regularly scheduled transatlantic flights be begin between Idlewild Airport, now JFK International Airport in New York City and Heathrow Airport in London. Idlewild Airport was where um, Goodfellas, the, the robbery in Goodfellas was, I believe. Um, in 1960, Theodore Maiman operates the first optical laser, a ruby laser, at Hughes Research Laboratories in Malibu, California. Oh, he puts in parentheses California, as if anybody in this audience doesn't know what California stands for. Uh, freaking laser beams, man. This day in 1975, Junko Tabai from Japan becomes the first woman to reach the summit of Mount Everest. Congratulations. Um, this day in 2011, STS-134 ISS Assembly Flight ULF-6 launched from Kennedy Space Center on the 25th and final flight for Space Shuttle Endeavour. This flight delivered the Alpha Magnetic Spectrometer and an express logistics carrier to the International Space Station. Mark Kelly served as the mission commander. Pips notes, y'all know who Mark is, the dude who tried to buy an AR-15 after being anti-AR. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to look up. You're going to have to look up that guy for his story, for his story. All those astronauts are kind of weird. Wasn't there one that drove across the country in a diaper to, like, um, break up with her husband or kill her husband or something? 
Uh, I remember some story about the diaper astronaut. Uh, happy birthdays. This day in 1804, Elizabeth Palmer Peabody, American educator who founded the first U.S. kindergarten um, in 1894. Peabody embraced the premise that children's play has intrinsic development and educational value. Get them from cradle to grave, folks. Kindergarten, the first step. 19, er, in 1888, Royal Rife, American microbiologist and instrument maker, uh, died in 1971. Oh, excuse me. She died. Um, old Elizabeth Peabody died in 1894, not opened the kindergarten. Uh, maybe she died after she opened it. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, an American inventor, Royal Rife, was an American inventor and early exponent of high magnification time lapse um, cinematography. This day in 19. 23, Peter Underwood, English parapsychologist and author, um, was born and died in 2014. In 1944, um, Danny Trejo, American actor, Pip throws in random heat movie reference. Danny Trejo. If you think, if you think, I think, um, when I think Danny Trejo, I think the first thing I, I that pops into mind would have to be Con Air, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. This day in 1966, Janet Jackson was born, American singer, songwriter, and actress. If you don't know who Janet Jackson is, uh, come out from under the rock. This day in 1969, next vice president of the United States, I guess, um, from, you know, TikTok, uh, American journalist, co-founder, the Daily Caller, Tucker Carlson, Pip's Notes. Is this the dude that got fired from news programming station? <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a, a media stunt to get him uh, wound up. And I think think him and Trump are going to run. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, this day, uh, we had a bunch of people die. It looks like, holy crap. Um, this day in 1861, John Stevens Henslow, British priest, geologist, and doctoral advisor to Charles Darwin. Hmm. He died in 17... Um, wait. Oh, he was born in 1796. Oh, we're doing deaths. That's what the D and the B stand for. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> this day in uh, 1938, Joseph Strauss, American engineer, co-designer of the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, passed away. This day in 1956, H.B. Reese, American candy baker and businessman, created Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Man, thank God that guy was born. Um, my life wouldn't be the same. This day in 1990, Sammy Davis Jr. passed away. American singer, dancer, and actor. Gotta love yourself some Sammy Davis. If you've never watched and just enjoyed his stuff, give it a try. Also on this day in 1990... Jim Henson, American puppeteer, director, producer, and screenwriter that created the Muppets, died. Huh. Same day. Those guys died on the same day. Really. Um, this day in 2008, Robert Mondavi, American winemaker and co-founder co of the Opus One Winery. Uh, Pips notes, I only added dude because of his wiki pick. Big smiles. Cheers. Uh, you're going to have to roll down on the website and grab the wiki link for that one. And he says, as far as holidays, there's a bunch of religious stuff. And I think Pip and I are on the same page with that. So, guys, I appreciate uh, Ryan putting together the history segment. You want links to any of those stories to learn more or uh, dig into Wiki yourself, 
check out the blog post as soon as it's up. It's usually about an hour after the show, and uh, all the links will be there. All the links will be there. Thanks, Ryan. And if you like the history segment, please check out DuctionCups.com and get yourself a little plugsy. V2 in development now. R&D going on, Fast and Furious, and uh, improvements being made left and right. So check out Duction Cups. Grab yourself some ducks. Grab yourself some cups. Stick them together and put them everywhere. Screw with your neighbors. Put them on the inside of their mailbox. I don't know. I mean, have fun with these things. They're relatively inexpensive for uh, having a lot of fun with. So go to DuctionCups.com. Check them out. The link is always in the blog post. Backwoods Butcher says, when's Ryan starting his podcast? I don't know, but if I lose my history segment, I'm going to be pissed that you guys suggested it. Ryan, I'll help you set up your, I'll help you set up a podcast if you want it, if you want. Let me know. Let me know. Um, um, oh, God. Here's the Fed. Shows up at 622 and says, my data signal is really shitty today, guys. Barely able to load anything. Gingerbread Farm says Tesla is his favorite genius. I am a fan of Tesla for sure. Um, Backwoods Butcher wants to he wants to uh, interview the Rough Rider Teddy Roosevelt. Um, Arizona Setter Diaper Lady has the cheating husband. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, <laughs> I do like I do like the title Backwoods Butcher came up with. I mean, if if Ryan isn't, uh, he says it's a hard pass, at least for a while, on starting the podcast. But we might. Um, <laughs> I like the plugged into history. <laughs> that's that's good. That's good. Uh, John, um, Kyle comes up with something good every once in a while. But anyway, what do I have on the list for talking about today? Um, now that we're through the question and the history, I got to talk about these birds that we have around here that are kind of creepy kind of scary um and yeah they freak me out a little bit uh i read an article yesterday about um about unemployment and employment and um the unemployed i didn't read the article actually i read i read the person's uh post about the article on linkedin uh, I didn't verify any of this information. I didn't dive in, but uh, the sentiment was what struck me. I literally stopped in the middle of reading it and turned to Corey and went, listen to this and ponder it for a second. So I ask you to do the same. And then I've noticed uh, we got a little patch garden next to us here at the neighbor's house. And um, I've had some thoughts about it. I've had some thoughts for sure. Um. Birds and babies heads. <laughs> K Bog says, birds and baby heads. What the fuck is going on there? Okay, let's talk about these birds. The birds are in the opposite direction of the baby heads, but they might actually be um they could be related. They're close enough. So you gotta picture this. We're kind of in um what you call this a neighborhood? Like the outskirts of a neighborhood you know we got a house a house to our left a house to our right a couple across the street um we walk the dogs down this road every day Corey walks them down before the show when she gets up she takes them out first we walk them back and forth all day 
And probably, I think it's three lots down across the street, maybe four lots down across the street, there's the main water tower for the town. I mentioned uh, when I was talking about exploring downtown that there's some really cool, will you lay down, please? Some uh, really cool water towers downtown. Sorry, the dog was just like circling and circling and circling and the, and the, um, the slide was vibrating and it was just like, just do it. Um, water towers downtown, old cool water towers, but I think this is now the, the one they actually use. Grass is maintained, everything, there's a fence around it. Well, the vultures sit on the water tower. Now, they sit on different levels of the water tower because this is a pretty tall one and it's got this cross supports and uh, anything going up and you'll walk by, you'll walk by and see them sitting individually on the railings um but in the morning or in the evening when they're getting ready to roost they all go up and around the handrail so if you ever seen a water tower you know you can climb up well Corey won't let me climb up but you can climb up to the top and then there's a kind of a, a walkway around the outside and there's a handrail well, when you go over in the morning and you look up and there's probably, what would you say, a dozen at least? At least a dozen vultures up on this railing. And they all sit up there. They sit on the top. There's there's ones perched up on the top of the water tower. There's like little things that they can grab onto up there. And that's where they sleep. Well, it's been really humid, rainy, and things of that nature here over the last couple of weeks. And now they're doing this really weird thing because when Corey is taking the dog, it's starting to get light. And she looked up the other day and they're all standing up there with their wings out. Just still sitting on the rail. And you know how they sleep. They got their wings in. Now they're drying themselves out. I understand this. The sun's coming up on that side of the water tower and they're all sitting there and they just look all creepy with their wings out spread out you can't really see me on the camera because my arms are so wide but uh yeah they they sit and you look up and you're like what is going on what is going on kyle says good morning Corey. Good morning. she says good morning um yes philippine nomad says do they poop much from their post you can hear them pooping you can hear them pooping on the water tower <laughs> You'll be walking by and it's so quiet and um, you hear tink, 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 and you're know, like constantly pooping. Um, and also Corey will be walking along with her light and, um, and accidentally flash it up there and it spooks them. And it is just an absolute shit show when they all start taking off. The dogs freak out because they have no idea what's going on. They can't see straight up like that. We know what's going on, and they just start to fly away and make all sorts of noise. They're very large birds, and um, when they start flapping their wings, it gets that snapping sound, and the dogs are like, what is going on? They all take off. I've disturbed them in the morning. They've come back when I've done, like, mid-morning walks with the dogs. There's been a couple up there. They scare the living piss out of you. Um, sometimes they roost on the, the barbed wire fence that's around it. Well, there's chain links with barbed wire on top and they'll like roost back in the corner, one or two of them and just come flying out of there. Um, 
it's very, very nerve wracking to walk by this water tower. The problem is across the street, there's a very well manicured lawn and I don't like the dogs to shit in their front yard. So I always walk them over in front of the water tower and uh, it's just rolling the dice, whether I get scared or not. But those are our water tower birds. Um, we've been observing them and um, <laughs> back with butcher says, damn, Tennessee, you scary. Um, between that and some of the people you see driving down the road. I can't. Uh, can't figure out that whole deal too um people i'm not sure what people are thinking sometimes well i'm not sure what people are thinking a lot of times but uh um we walk the dogs down this road and i i don't want to be i don't want to sound like i'm ungrateful for people being careful that they're not going to hit me on the side of the road but when I'm completely off the road, like completely off the road, not on the pavement whatsoever, the dog is on the outside of me. So the pavement ends, there's a dirt shoulder. There's uh, in some spots, there is quite a wide grass area and then a ditch. Um, I'm talking like I'm walking in the grass area. So you got the edge of the pavement, you got your gravel, um, your gravel width, maybe a foot or two. And um, then I'm on the grass. I have literally had people slow down to a crawl going by me. And I don't think it's that they're looking at the dogs. Well, maybe they are. I don't know. But. I, I question if they slow down that much when they're passing a car on the road. Because literally, I am farther away from them than they would be if they were passing a car coming at them. And they almost stop. We had someone when we were taking the dogs for a walk the other day, Corey and I had all three of them with us that stopped in the middle of the road. So they drove by us, probably went another 50 yards, stopped in the middle of the road. There's cars coming in both directions. She opens the door, hangs out of the door, turns around and says, do you breed those guys? And I didn't, I didn't yell back at her. No, they're not my type. Um, we were just like, no. And we're like, what is going on? And there's cars coming both ways. This lady's ca causing like a traffic jam in the middle. Like you do realize you can go up to a house, turn around, come back and talk to us, um, pull into a driveway, wait for us to walk up. Um, you don't need to stop in the middle of traffic. Um, I don't think they do know. Robin says they know you're not from around there. No, I don't know about that. Um, I just think that they, um, I don't know. I can't get it. I, I, I really don't get it. I appreciate it. I really do. But it freaks the dogs out when people slow down. Um, the worst is when they slow down and they want to talk to you and they have dogs in the vehicle. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand. I don't bother people on their walks. Just be friendly, Brian. Just be friendly. All right. Let's talk about this article I kind of read yesterday. So I've been doing a lot of, uh, I put some time into to LinkedIn now. Um, I've, uh, I've seen a little growth there. I've seen uh, some different types of contacts there. 
Um, and so I, I spend some time over there. I, I, I post, I share all my stuff over there. I make other connections and this and that. So I was scrolling down through looking at, uh, looking at some people's stuff and I came across someone that posted an article. She was a, um, she was a, she's a recruiter. She's a job recruiter. So she works for a big um, clearinghouse company that uh, basically posts jobs for bigger companies. And so it was an article about how many jobs are available in the United States. And my numbers are way off. I didn't think about saving the post or the article until way after the fact. And I was like, well, that would be interesting to mention on the show. But as I'm reading it, here's the rough idea of what she said. She says, there's 18 million, I think it was 18 million jobs available in the United States. And these numbers are way off. I know they are. And there's only 9 million unemployed. I mean, like, I can't, I can't remember. It was like half. She's like, if every single job available was filled by an unemployed person, there would still be more than half the jobs unfilled. And I just stopped for a second. And I went, I don't know about this. I don't know. I don't know how this sits with me. <clears throat> and I'm not sure what it means. If it is true. If it is true. If it isn't a manipulation of numbers. If it isn't this. And I, I really couldn't take the, the pain of reading an article um, about this. But I just sat there and wondered if. The person that wrote it contemplated the fact that they're saying that everyone in this country should be employed. I wanted, I, I probably should go dig it up. I probably should go dig it up, find where she got these numbers. Because if we have more than double the available jobs and we have unemployed people, and the next time they take a tax payment from me and they give some to someone that doesn't have a fucking job, there's a problem. Well, they're not qualified for the jobs. Well, maybe the people that are qualified should take those jobs and the people that are unqualified should take the jobs that aren't qualified. Maybe people should stop making careers out of entry-level jobs. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what the numbers were saying. I don't know if it was just... Um, Let's just throw these out there to make things look better than they are, uh, give people hope. But it's this weird dynamic of no one can find a job, but there's all these people hiring. What is what is what is going on here? Has the system finally made it more lucrative not to work than work? Because that's always been um, teetering. It's always been kind of um, close enough. Uh, at least in my experiences, because I've gone through long cycles of um, seasonal employment or firing or layoffs or this or that. Um, so I've always wondered, hey, I can I can spin this and be completely fine financially um, 
even though I make a decent wage, I made a decent wage. Um, I would go on unemployment planned or unplanned um, and went, huh, something inside me wouldn't let me stay on it unless I was trying to build a business or, you know, but at some point I would go back and get a job. I would never go further. Um, but I think it got to a point during COVID, especially where I was going to be making more money laid off than I was working. Like I did the math. I asked them to lay me off because of COVID lay me off, please. Because of COVID, because I want to go home because I was going to be making, and it was significant. It wasn't like 70 bucks a week. It was like two or $300 a week more in benefits to stay home, but I couldn't get my employer to, let me go home because he was getting paid to keep me on and I wasn't seeing any of that. So I basically got to work through the whole fucking thing and get fucked in the ass because I didn't get any of the benefit. Well, I got to keep my job. Well, yeah, I would have made more money sitting at home and my employer is making more money off of me having to work. And now that we know the severity of actually what it was, but in the beginning, you really didn't. I had a good idea. Um, early on, I was uh, calling bullshit. Um, I think I've talked about my article or my uh, report that came out that, that that sent the signal flare up that made it bullshit for me was uh, when they reduced the time it lived on certain materials. So being in the gas industry, I was watching, well, how long does it live on plastic? How long does it live on metal? Because I worked on the nastiest shit that every disgusting person in the world touched every day all day so if anybody was going to get contact um with this virus it was going to be me um from gas handle gas pump handles door handles at gas stations whatever so i was very conscious of things like how long does it live what kind of cleaner kills it blah 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 report came out really early on that it lives on plastic for three days blah 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 and then shortly after, another report comes on, oh, we need to update the amount of time that it lives on plastic. Well, they reduced it. And to me, the signal flare went up and said, if you said it last three days, and now you're saying it lasts one day, did you actually see it last three days? Or did you just guess? And then actually, when you did the test, you went, oh, <laughs> by the way, it only it only lasts one day um, or three hours or whatever. So that was. Start talking about COVID and they uh, they shut you down shut you down talking about how much bullshit it is i guess weird weird that the internet actually went out at that point but um sorry i uh i dropped over here into the comments uh but yeah anyway it is what it is it is what it is uh one last thing here before we uh, wrap up i got a note on here to talk about the neighbor's garden uh the property owner has a huge uh strip of garden here next to where we're staying and he's been been tilling it here and there. Uh, we've seen him 
working on it and i looked over yesterday and there's a whole stripe of green coming up i think it's radishes i haven't i haven't wandered over to see what the leaves look like but i think Corey and i are kind of getting that fresh that fresh greens um itch that garden itch that we used to get when we would start planting um and looking forward to fresh greens and things like that so Pretty sure I'll probably have to get in touch and see if he's uh, if he's going to have any excess greens. But big old garden plot there, and if uh, anything happened to go sideways, I'm sure the rabbits might be chewing on it at night. Nice to have someone planting right next to you, just in case. Let's uh, let's hit that item of the day. Item of the day today is 15 and a half foot telescope telescoping ladder. Uh, this is the ladder we have on the road with us. I wrote up a uh, blog review of it and uh, linked in there and embedded the video review I did a while back. Uh, when we were trying to figure out what to do about getting on top of the camper since we were installing um, installing solar, installing all the stuff on the top that I had to maintain, um, we needed a ladder. I needed to be able to get up there easy and efficiently and safely um bringing a step ladder on the road doesn't make sense bringing a extension ladder on the road you'd have to put it on the roof rack or store it somewhere our camper doesn't even have a ladder mounted on the back um like a lot of them do anyway if you have a ladder mounted on the back um the salesman at the rv places even if there was one there he wouldn't use it because he's seen multiple times people climbing up them and them just rip right off the back of the camper beware if that's what you got going on anyway research 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 found this ladder uh on amazon i saw them at home depot amazon has a bunch of generic different uh, uh different types of the same thing you know how it goes they all make the same damn thing um i didn't have any specific name i've looked them up k bonk yes 15 and a half foot it extends out to 15 and a half 15.5 foot telescoping ladder um it's great. It's great for what it is. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it for like a homestead ladder, uh, but it collapses down to under three and a half feet in height. And when you want to put it up, you put it up as far as you want and it locks in and you then drop it back in to stow it. Um, I think it'd be perfect for uh, light use around the house. If you have stuff where you're not doing a whole lot, but you might need to get up and uh and grab some stuff they make a shorter version if you don't quite need a, a 15 and a half foot um beware that you don't want to get any dirt grime sand or anything on the rungs when you're putting it away because if they get inside the seals as it's collapsing down it uh it gums up the works i haven't had mine uh gum up to where i couldn't fix it or get it to move, but it just doesn't move quite as freely. And I can imagine it coming up in the end if you're not careful. That's my two cents on the on the 15 and a half foot telescoping ladder. If you want to read more, you can check out that blog post. It is linked in the video and the audio notes or on the YouTube channel. I have a video about it. You can see it and uh, see me extend it out and use it. That's the item of the day, that 15 and a half foot telescoping ladder. If you don't need a ladder or you're not interested in checking it out, but you do need to shop on Amazon today, go ahead and click that link and then search for what you want. Anytime you click that link and do some shopping, we get a little kickback. Uh, 
and it helps support the last project. I appreciate that. Uh, other than that, look for the blog post, look for those links from the history segment and uh, make it a great Tuesday, guys. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com on or on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and we will catch up with you tomorrow.